0: Happy Monday, everybody. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today's rose, the thing that is bringing me deep joy is silence. I am currently in an Airbnb um, just about 10 minutes away from my house. I just I got away for a little retreat and recording this while I'm there. and I'm alone and it is silent. I don't even put on music. It's just silent. And I don't even think I knew how much I missed having silence in my life. Like every noise that is made is a noise that I have chosen and it's bliss. Um, My bud right now, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is Documentary Sunday. So every single Sunday, um, my husband and I pick a documentary and we watch it. We order takeout and we have a have a blast we usually pick some kind of weird cult documentary honestly um but then we just sit down and we like discuss the ideas and it is one of my favorite things it's so relaxing and I look forward to it every single week my thorn right now is figuring out the audio for the podcast. So doing a daily podcast means that I'm kind of having to record whenever and wherever I am, aka right now I'm recording on my phone with a lapel mic because I'm in an Airbnb and um, I'm just trying to navigate how to make it sound high quality, um, but, you know, without sacrificing the flexibility to be able to, you know, do my life from wherever I am. So We'll see how it goes. Let me know how this one sounds. Welcome back. So today I'm sharing with you the top habits that keep me sane as I navigate life as a business owner, a creative, a stepmom, a wife, a self-care enthusiast, all of the things. And I can honestly say that having so much of my self-care and my organization built into habits has made doing more so much easier. There's just so much of my life that's on autopilot at this point that I'm able to really use my brain when it's needed and let the rest fall into place in it, into its like designed place in my life, right? Like if I need to write an article for, for someone and everything else is kind of on autopilot, so much more of my brain can go to writing that article, right? So I can get way more out of myself in a shorter amount of time, I want to do a quick little disclaimer before I get into my habits and I want to say first just because it's right for me does not mean it's right for you. I'm not giving you like a this is exactly what you should be doing spiel. I think that it's just nice to hear what other people do in their time and how they use their energy and maybe it gives you just kind of an encouragement or inspiration to do a little bit in your life that would make yours feel a little bit better. And I also want to say I built these habits over years. Like I'm talking adding in one habit a year for the most part. So um, please don't go trying to do them all at one time. It's just not fair to yourself. It's not practical. Um, I'm going to go through 10 habits and there are things that have really brought me a ton of joy, a ton of peace, and helped me again to maximize my brain space. Like when I'm using my brain, I am using it on purpose, so, habit number one, my morning routine. If you follow me on YouTube, you probably already know this, but I have a luxurious morning routine. It is my favorite part of the day. It is a non-negotiable for me, like Monday through Friday, like morning routine is on. And I'm going to tell you what I do. So, each morning, the very first thing I do is I walk right into the living room and I journal. I write three pages of free thought every single morning and I do it fresh, like before anything else is entered into my life. I just brain dump. The reason that I do this is because I usually have more access to my creativity at that point. It also helps me to set my day up well. I have a rapid mind and this allows me to slow it down get everything out, any anxieties or fears or worries, get to go onto paper, and then I can have a clean start to the day. Also around this time, I usually pull a card. I'm a big fan of oracle cards. Um, I know a lot of you guys um, are into them. I know some of you guys might be not really sure what they are or how to use them. For me, they're kind of just like Journaling prompts or things to consider. So I pull a card and I journal about it as well. I am this year in 2021 have started reading The Daily Stoic, which is just a daily um, thought exercise as well. So I do those and I read a nonfiction book. Right now I'm reading a book called Fair Play, which is all about equitable relationships and, you know, making sure that you're sharing household tasks appropriately. So I read a nonfiction book in the morning and then I do yoga. I have a kind of a internal rule. I always do at least one sun salutation. I think, especially as someone who works on the computer, a sun salutation is like the perfect stretch to just cover every body part. It stretches out your hips. It stretches out your upper back. Um, there's so much about it that is good for me. So I, I usually do more than that, but bare minimum one sun salutation. Ideally I do three and then some other stretches that I feel like I need. Um, but every day is different. So I do a sun salutation and then I go brush my teeth and wash my face. I, I know a lot of you guys like do not eat before you brush your teeth or don't brush your teeth before you eat. I am not like that. I want a clean palate so that I can really taste my coffee and really taste my food because um, I just do not like that like early morning <laughs> breath. Um, so I brush my teeth and wash my face and then I go do my morning chores. So I am the wake up the house person. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I'll just kind of put the dishes away while I make my coffee and my breakfast, and then I'll sit down and eat and drink my coffee. Either I will read while I do that or I'll talk to my husband or our little while I eat. After breakfast, I go ahead and get ready for the day and then I head into the office. So that's kind of my general morning routine. It is so nourishing for me. It touches on, you know, what does my heart need? It touches on my body um, and like what it needs for the day. It, it encompasses um, my family and, and everything that I could possibly kind of want to cover, it gets covered. I built this up over years. Everything kind of got added in one at a time, but it is number one routine that I cannot live without. Next, because I have such a high priority on my morning routine, the second habit that I cannot live without is that my bedtime stays the same. I go to bed around 9 p.m. every single night. Like, I I'm not like a I don't wishy-washy it around. <laughs> like we're going to bed at 9, 8:30. I might lay down and start reading, but like that's the time because I I like a consistent sleep. I, my body likes to know when it's going to sleep and when it's waking up. It helps me to have a better morning routine because I've gotten plenty of sleep. My body knows it's time for bed when it's time for bed. I cannot. I cannot jump back and forth between staying up late or going to bed early. I have a consistent bedtime, stays the same, don't even have to think about it. The third habit that I cannot live without is my weekly check-ins. Every single Friday um, for the company, I go through what needs to happen for the coming week. So, I have a big whiteboard on my wall and it has all of the tasks in every single project that I'm running for the month and I just go through that that board and mark everything off that's been done and then I pull tasks from the board and put them into my day planner for the coming week and that way when Monday comes I already know what needs to happen and where we're going. In a similar way, I do this every single day. I plan out the day ahead. So at the end of my work day, I plan out the next day so that when I come in in the morning, I am prepared and ready to go. The fourth habit that I can't live without is kind of a piggyback on this, and that is my monthly planning sessions. So every month I do that big whiteboard, right? Like we've talked about, I pull from the whiteboard for the weekly check-in, but every month I create the whiteboard. I put all the projects that are currently running in the company and I put every task that really needs to happen that month to move it forward or to maintain. So everything that's going to have to happen for the month on each project that I'm currently running. Number five is the wake the house up and put the house to bed routine. So this is, I touched on this a little bit earlier, but it's one of my favorite things we do as a family is every day I wake the house up, which means that I just, I empty all the dishes that were cleaned the night before. They get put away. I tidy up in the morning. I, um, you know, I light candles and I take the trash down. When I go to the office, I usually take a load of trash down to the, um, trash cans by the garage. And I just get the day started for us. I usually am the one in charge of breakfast and all of that. My husband, he puts the house to sleep. So he does like a tidy at night. He does all of the dishes before he goes to bed. He usually corrals all the trash and puts it either by the door or he'll take a load down if there's a lot um, we In 2020, we ordered a lot of packages online because we were not shopping um, in store. So we have a lot more recycling going out than we are used to, but we will, yeah, so that's kind of our little routine is someone kind of wakes the house up, someone puts the house to bed and um, we do a, with our little, because the house gets a lot messier, we have him every other week. The house does get a lot messier on weeks where he is there. So we do like a pre-dinner cleanup with him. So, he knows while the, while one the other one parent is cooking dinner, the other parent and him will do a quick tidy of the house and just kind of get everything put away as well. My other favorite routine, this is number 6, is my Saturday reset. I work a really long, hard week of work. I have always got a ton of projects going at any given time. Managing lots of different moving pieces and people and tasks. And so my work week is really consumed with work and my family. I wake up, I do my morning routine, I go to work, I come home, I start my evening routine. We have like cook dinner, work out, spend time together as a family, put the little to bed, talk to my husband, do our little check in, and then I go to sleep. So there's not a lot of time for. Moving projects in our life forward during the week. So Saturdays are where I get to do that. So if I have an organizational project I want to do, if I have to renew my car, like my tag on my car, if I need to pay rent, whatever that kind of thing is, that's all going to happen on Saturday. I usually make a master list and I just say, here are all the projects I want to get done this Saturday. I share that with my husband. He pulls a few of those tasks off of my list and we tackle them in our own timing. So I like to just do it all in one day. He's more likely to spread it out throughout the week. But I jump in, I do all of our grocery orders, I do pl- water the plants, I clean the whole house like a much more deep clean. All of that happens on Saturday so that I feel like by the time Sunday comes around, I can just rest, which takes me to habit number seven, which is my Sunday rest and recharge. I love our Sundays. I cannot tell you enough how much I love our Sundays. It is the most chill day of my week. It is like the perfect thing for just zoning out, relaxing, being with my family, and having like very little on my plate. So We always have, we do um, transition day on Sunday with our little, and so we always have him for half the day. So if he's with us in the morning, we order bagels and we watch a movie and we hang out and then we play and we just kind of hang around the house. We do a no phone, no screen time other than movies on Sundays, which is awesome because we can you know we're really present with each other i feel so much more relaxed honestly when i am off my phone and so we just do that we have lunch and then we do transition then every sunday afternoon we do, oh my husband and i do our marriage check in our marriage check in is like the coolest thing that we do for our marriage i cannot i can't recommend it enough we talk about like What were our joys for the week? What's really stressing us out right now? Is there anything that's like unresolved conflict that we need to really talk about? And we go in and we just talk about it. We talk it out and we really try to support each other in that moment and to just be like able to listen and validate. Um, You know, the job, my job in that moment is as someone who's receiving unresolved conflict isn't too win the the goal is to just make sure that he feels heard and validated and loved and that has done so much for our marriage like i i like i cannot tell you how much it has done for us like we just feel so much more connected and like we're on the same team and um just more vibrant, honestly, in our, in our relationship because of it. So we do our check-in and then we do takeout in a documentary. So we'll order takeout somewhere from somewhere, wherever it feels our fancy and we watch a documentary and we just hang out and chill for the rest of the night. So that is our Sunday routine. It's my favorite thing ever. It's so relaxing, but I still feel like I'm feeding my soul and connecting to my people. Um, in a very, very relaxed, easy way. Okay. Habit number eight is we just know who's going to cook when and even when we're going to order takeout. So we don't really have to think about it. I have really, really long days on Wednesdays and Tuesdays are the day that I need to like shower and make sure that my hair looks good for the next day. So, you know, I shower more than just Tuesdays, but Tuesdays the day that I need to do the big shower where I'm like making sure that I'm like ready to be on video the next day. So he always cooks dinner on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I always cook dinner on Mondays and Thursdays. We always order takeout on Sundays. And then Fridays and Saturdays are kind of flex, like we just decide in the in the moment what we're going to do. That is so nice because I just don't even have to think about it. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I always know. Sometimes my husband, if I have like a really crazy week, will pick up some extra days for me. And then I can pick up some meals on the weekend. And it is just so nice. All right. Habit number nine is I read, I started this. This was my kind of New Year's resolution or, you know, my my objective for 2020 was to read one book a month. And I ended up reading about two to three books a month. And that was awesome. I didn't think I would be able to do that, but I did it, and it was a big win. And it created this habit, which is to read a nonfiction book in the morning and a fiction book in the evening. This is awesome because. My I can start my day with like inspiration and bettering myself, and then I can just end my day fully relaxed and doing something really chill and fun. I find that if I don't um split the two if I'm not kind of managing both of these, I end up in one pigeonhole or the other like if I'm only reading nonfiction then I get a little too serious and I start to resent the act of reading it starts to feel like a chore. But if I'm only reading fiction, then I feel like I'm missing out on learning new things, developing new skills, um, new ways to think about things. And that's really important to me, especially in the work that I do here and in Brave Collective and everywhere else on the internet. Um, it I want to be constantly learning and improving and that impacts my work for the better. So that is something that I was like... Loving in 2020 and want to make sure that continues into 2021. And habit number 10, the final one, the biggest one for me right now is putting my phone away. We created, well, let me tell you what it used to look like. So I don't know if any of you guys have heard of ASMR. I'm a very big fan, I love it. I think it's so relaxing. And I used to watch an ASMR video almost every night when I fell asleep. And because of that, I would charge my phone by the bed. I would sleep with headphones in, um, you know, watching a video so I fall asleep with it on. And then I would wake up first thing in the morning, take my phone with me into the bathroom, check Instagram and make sure, you know, all is good. Check my bank accounts, whatever. Whatever. And so then it was just like, from the moment I go to wake up in the morning, I'm on my phone until the moment I go to sleep, I'm on my phone. And I, you know, I've recently learned a lot about the science of just like the stress hormones that get released. If you are constantly aware of the internet, (laughs) constantly aware of like, kind of like there's people always waiting for you. And it would become such a thing that, I would be on my phone and when my husband wanted to talk to me, it was almost like he was interrupting a conversation I was having with no one, you know, like he is the real person in the room with me. But for whatever reason, it would kind of feel like he was interrupting my conversation with someone else that's not even there. So we created a charging station in our dining room. So we just put a little bookshelf up and put all of our devices on this, this thing with, um, all the plugs there. So now the moment I get home from work, I'm talking like 4 PM, 5 PM, the phone goes on the charging station and I don't touch it until right before I go into work the next day. Because for me, my job is my phone. Like my phone is my job. My job is my phone. It is all intermingled. And so it makes sense for me to just have it on during office hours. So I, it is honestly, I feel so much more. I read more. I'm more connected to my family. I'm more patient with my child. Um, We just, there's just so many benefits. My stress levels go way, way down. And I'm just like a better person. (laughs) I'm just a better, happier person when I am not constantly plugged in. I, you you know, I love to watch YouTube. I'm like a big YouTuber. Um, And I will like watch YouTube while I cook dinner. And sometimes I still do that. But it's also just notably better when I don't, when I just listen to music and and present with whatever it is that I'm doing at the time instead of trying to be in two places at once, both on the internet and in real life. So, those are my top 10 habits that really keep me sane, keep me moving, make the most out of my life. If having more consistent habits is something you're interested in doing this year, stay tuned. For tomorrow's episode, where we're going to break down the research behind how to change your habits. But first, before we go, today's food for thought. So, I wanted to bring in the concept of decision fatigue. Kind of what we're talking about today is really limiting the decisions that you need to make in your life. So, according to Wikipedia, (laughs) the decision fatigue refers to the deteriorating quality. Of decisions made by an individual after a long session of decision making. Meaning, if you have to make a lot of decisions in a row, then as you continue to make decisions, the quality of those decisions goes down. It's now understood as one of the causes of irrational trade offs in decision making. Decision fatigue may also lead to consumers making poor decisions with their purchases. So there's a paradox in that people who lack choices seem to want them and often will fight for them, yet at the same time, people find that making many choices can be unhelpful. It's been found that limiting the amount of decisions you have to make in a given day can lead to more solid decision making when the time is necessary. So as your thought exercise for today, I encourage you to notice how many decisions you're making throughout the day. Can any of those be automated through habits or even just planning ahead? How much time and mental energy would you have if some of your life got a little more automated? All right. I will see you guys in tomorrow's episode where we will dive into breaking down the research behind how to change your habits. If you haven't already and you're enjoying the podcast, please go head over to the iTunes, hit the rating and review and leave us a five-star review if you can, because it does so much for podcasts in terms of just getting seen and um, getting the podcast out to a broader audience. So thank you guys so much for being here and I will see you in the next episode.